from that time. It just helped to get through that, that 10 minutes. Don't get lost in the groups, the activities, the clubs, however harmless or however helpful they may be. But if you're being honest, we can also become hurt in church too and become disillusioned. And we've had people leave church through that. People have left churches, lots of churches, over many, many years because they've been hurt and disillusioned. And we have to admit we've been through a lot. And I can understand why some people have decided to move on. Personally, I've been saddened by those people who've left saying, we're just tired of church. I can't help but feel that maybe they've got lost in the wonder and lost sight of the wonder. And I can only pray that they find other believers to meet with quickly, whether that's in another established church or whether they start something themselves. Because Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Because in all we do, we have to keep Jesus at the centre and be open to being overwhelmed with wonder at what he does. But how, how do we do that? How do we maintain this sense of wonder? Well, in the Gospels, Jesus teaches his disciples to allow the children to come to him as the kingdom of heaven belongs to such of these. And just think back a couple of weeks. The sense of wonder that children, especially younger children, have around Christmas. Our two got video messages from Santa on Christmas Eve, which confirmed that they were on the good list. <laughs> Eve was dancing around the room with joy, although I think it may have been sort of hints of relief in there as well. But as we get older, we neglect our imagination, don't we? We think there's got to be an explanation behind everything. See, in our house, we used to have an open fireplace. So the kids saw no problem with the theory that Santa comes down the chimney, plops the presents off, and goes back again. But then we decorated, and we blocked in the fireplace. Mm. So, but how's Santa going to get in now? How's he going to do it? And we told him, it's not a problem, he can do it, no problem. But as they got older... That wasn't good enough. They wanted to know a bit more as to, to how. So Santa now leaves his magic key in our house after he's opened the front door. And he's got a magic key for every house that doesn't have an open fireplace. You didn't know that, did you? See, toddlers are quite happy to play with an empty cardboard box while the adults sit around reading the instructions on how to maximise the fun the child can have with the toy that was contained within the box. And it can be like that in our Christian lives too, can't we? Rather than enjoying the gifts that God has given us, we try to analyse it. Well, how did we get that? What's happened there? And, and so on. And it may be this morning that you've not really considered just how wonderful Jesus is. Or maybe you're, you're tired, maybe a bit jaded, and finding things a bit of a grind. Can I encourage you again to look again or what I'm sure you already know, and lose yourself in the wonder of the wonderful counsellor. Few things that we can wonder at. We can wonder at his conception. Even his mother asked, how can this be? 
We can wonder at his birth, born in a lowly manger, but celebrated by a host of angels singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. A birth which caused wise men to follow a strange star, which caused shepherds to leave the hills and which struck fear into King Herod. We can wonder at his life as a person, the son of God, the son of man, God in human form, lived as man and knows exactly what we're going through. Marvel at his baptism. In Matthew 3, 13 to 17, we read, He went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And in a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, with him I am well pleased. Wonder at his teaching at the age of 12, how he sat with the scholars, asking and answering questions how everyone who heard it was amazed and his understanding and the answers he gave. As an adult, think at how he used everyday common situations and events in parables to teach those around him. Wonder at the miracles, water to wine, stilling the raging sea, raising the dead to life. Wonder at his death, how he was chosen to die in place of Barabbas, how he was innocent yet was wounded for us and paid a price we could not. At his death, how a thief was converted and promised eternal life. How midday turned to midnight. How graves were open, how the earth shook, how the veil of the temple was torn in half. And how a centurion confessed, truly, this was the Son of God. Wonder at his resurrection how God's soldiers fell as dead men, how the angel came and rolled the stone away, how he rose and declared to the world that all power has been given unto me. A marvel wonder at his ascension, how he directs his disciples to therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And 2,000 years plus later, Wonder at what that achieved. Wonder at his worthiness. Wonder how he provides for all our needs. Wonder that he is our hope. Wonder that he is the one way through which we are saved. And after considering all that he has done, if you're still not overwhelmed with wonder, we read in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, as taken from the message version, while Jeremiah was still in jail, he received a second message from God. And we can do this too. Call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvellous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. And it all comes back to putting Jesus at the centre of everything we do. Accept the fact that you may have been a Christian for years. You may have read the Bible from cover to cover. You may have studied theology but you will never be able to fathom the depths of God. His wonders cannot be exhausted. You see, and that's a struggle today, isn't it? Because in today's society, man seeks to explain everything through science. If what he's done doesn't fill you with wonder, consider also what he knows about us. Psalm 139 
verses 1 to 18. I'll read this out to you. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even in the darkness, so even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So, this morning, the start of 2016, a challenge for us to get lost in wonder, not lost in the wonder. Who knows what this year will bring, but if we keep Jesus at the centre of it and retain the openness to where he wants to lead us, I think we'll be in for an amazing year. Now, growing up in church, the start of the year, the leader would often present the church with a, a slogan to encourage people, and most of the time it had to rhyme. Few people who've been in church a few years are nodding their heads. Yes, we remember that. So you'd have things like "Expect more in '94," or "God will do something new in 2002." <laughs> and it was great fun to try and guess what the rhyming couplet for that year would be. Uh, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I couldn't think of a slogan for 2016 at the start. But in your mind, fast forward to the 31st of December 2016. And we could have two scenarios. On one hand, we've got lost in the wonder. We've been distracted. And we look back and think about what could have been in 2016. Alternatively, and it's my prayer, that individually and as a church, we surrender ourselves, allow ourselves to get lost in wonder, so that on the 31st of December 2016, we say, you won't believe what we have seen in 2016. Team, if you can come back now. I say ask Chris if we could uh, sing this last song. And we're going to take off him, but we need to, to pray for a, for a couple of people. We need to pray for, for Sue. Uh, Sue Bentley's having a spinal injection on Wednesday, which she really needs to work because she's got a an overseas trip planned with, with Abby and a, a dance uh, school, so we need that to, to be a success. We need to remember Phil Begg. At this time, he lost his brother in 
just completely unexpected tragic circumstances um boxing day i think it was um so we just need to remember the family remember his mom as well uh, in that so so we just pray if you're around sue if you want to just lay hands on sue uh, as we just pray together and at this time just while the while the team's playing just take a moment and if you need to, that sense of wonder I wasn't going to do it but if you need that sense of wonder come forward and, and we'll pray for you if, you if you've lost it somewhere if the things of life have overtaken and you just need to be overwhelmed by wonder come forward and we'll, and we'll pray for you this morning